What it do, baby? It is I, now in the guest bedroom. Just got done looking at some pretty good memes about World War III with Iran. <laughs> and how typical of our generation, or I guess my generation, to when <laughs> a threat, a potential threat is there. What else can you do but just make some memes about it and laugh? Uh, it's about, like, we got memes about the draft and all that stuff. But you know what? That's stuff to worry about for tomorrow or maybe next week in a month. Who knows? But if we're worrying about that, you know what we're not doing? We're not being in the moment. And that's right, folks. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Let's be in the moment. Has this ever happened to you? I feel like that's a good way to start a comedy bit, or maybe that's an old way. I feel like that's what Seinfeld would say. You're driving. Been driving for a long time now, let's say, and you're going down the highway. Radio's on. You know, let's say you're driving by yourself, just thinking to yourself. Snap back to reality. You just been driving for five minutes and you didn't even know it. You weren't even aware. You just, you cannot even remember the past five minutes. All of a sudden, you snap back to it and you are going about, let's say, 65 because you're responsible. You're going 65 on the highway, not just a straightaway. That highway has some curves and turns and you are surrounded by other cars. And for some reason, somehow, the past five minutes, you were driving and you weren't even really mentally there. You were just in, what shall we call it, autopilot? What a strange phenomenon. What a strange phenomenon to be in autopilot while you're driving going 65 miles an hour. Maybe even in the left lane, in the fast lane. How does that happen? What's up with that? How are you driving a vehicle surrounded by other cars and you are physically doing it right you got your foot on the pedal some maybe even on the brake maybe even slow down while you're doing it who knows man you're turning the wheel you're aware of all of your surroundings and you are mentally off somewhere else thinking about who knows what imagine think back to the stress of your first time driving and how overwhelming it was just to go to a stop sign and then like turn right or the first time you like came off a ramp onto the highway and now you're driving you're in the big leagues right you got all these cars around you you got these 18 wheelers flying by how much stress and anxiety and focus it required for you to maintain speed and drive in between the lines and now look at you going 65 miles an hour five minutes past and you were off thinking about who knows what maybe you're thinking about iran what's up with that that's point one point two i'm a fan of pink floyd and in one of my well my favorite song by pink floyd one of my favorite songs of all time 
is called that time. And in one of the lyrics, it is sung, every year is getting shorter, never seem to find the time. What's up with that? I don't necessarily know if that is true, but when talking to older people, because I do ask older people this question, I say, does time, does every year actually feel like it's getting shorter? 10 out of 10, all of them say yes. And everyone, uh, I mean, not every, many old people, they look at you and they say, time, the life flies by, next thing you know, you're, you're like me, you're 60 years old, looking back, asking yourself, where'd all the time go? And what is up with that? I'm going to ask that question a lot today. What's up with that? Why is it? Why is every year getting shorter? Well, in a non-scientific explanation and discussion about it, because I, I mean, I'm somewhat familiar with the relativity of time, but there's a whole bunch of hoopla that I'm not really aware of. Time is relative. I hope you've at least heard that before. And if you haven't thought about it, well, welcome to the podcast. Einstein had a um, example of time being relative. Um, He's like, imagine putting on a hot stove, take the stove, turn it on high, let it sit there for like 30 seconds where that thing's blazing red, and then take your hand and put it on that stove and let 60 seconds go by. That is a measured set of time. That's 60 seconds. That is one minute. Okay. That will feel much differently than 60 seconds on a roller coaster. Imagine something that you enjoy doing. 60 seconds with your best friend, playing a sport, whatever. Right? 60 seconds can fly by. As the saying goes, time flies when you're having... A good time. No, fun. Time flies when you're having fun. That means that time is relative. Right? We experience time differently. And so for the every year is getting shorter, uh, it has a lot less to do with time being fun or boring, although it could be that. Um, that is actually, if you are, let's say, five years old, what is a year to a five-year-old? It's a fifth of their life, like the portion of a year, right? So when a year goes by, when you're five, I guess you're turning six. I don't know if that makes it once. It makes it a sixth of your life then. That's a much larger portion than let's say when you're 60 and a year goes by, that's one sixtieth of your life, okay? That mixed with time flies when you're having fun, that's point two. Point three, not really a point, more of an observation, This happened to me when I was in college. Excuse me, I'm going to sip the coffee, which, by the way, that's what this episode is brought to you by. I'm a senior in college. I guess I'm 21, maybe 22 at this point. It it does not matter. That's being in the weeds. And I am student teaching. I go to Messiah College. That's in Mechanicsburg. I'm student teaching at Hershey Middle School. That's about a 30-minute drive away. This is the spring semester. This is the last semester of my college career, and I have to be waking up. In theory, I should be waking up at like 5.30, 5.45, but I'm not always doing that. Anywho, I'm carpooling with two other friends, luckily, and 
we would take shifts. So it is my turn to drive. It's my week. So every three weeks I have to drive and my two friends are asleep or zoning out or who knows what, because for a college student, this is way too early in the morning and we're driving to Hershey and I'm just by myself reflecting, not literally by myself because there's people in the car, but no one's talking. So I'm reflecting on my own thoughts. I'm listening to music and I'm kind of freaking out, right? Like this is the spring semester of my college career. And I'm thinking about like, man, my life as let's say a child, even though I'm not really a child anymore, but I'm about to enter into the real world. And I'm thinking about the fun I've had in college and how that's coming to an end. And then I started thinking about like high school and then being a kid. And like, I'm like, I'm thinking about experiencing time, right? And like my past and how it's just time is kind of fleeting, right? Like college is over. And just like everything else that I've experienced, like it's coming to an end. So then I think about all the things that have come to an end and I'm getting a little sad, right? I'm like, man, like I had such a good time in college. It's just sad that it's ending. And then give it another moment. Then I'm thinking like, holy crap. So college is ending. I'm about to enter into, as we call it, the real world. Which I understand I'm very fortunate to even have postponed entering into the real world by four years. But I am going to have to, I'm going to have to figure it all out, right? Like I've gone to college in theory for getting a job and improving the quality of my life and hopefully setting up a future for myself. So I have to figure out like, what am I going to do? I'm going to school and PA. I live in New Jersey. Am I moving back to Jersey? I don't even have a job. Like some friends figured out that they were going to get a job in like February or March and they're just chilling. It's like March, April, and I am doing the internship pretty much. That's going to ideally get me a job. I have no clue. Once I graduate in May, I have zero clue what I'm going to be doing with my life. And so I'm kind of like freaking out about the future, right? Like, it's just, it's entirely uncertain. I don't know what I'm going to be doing in the future. I'm concerned about the future. And as I'm driving, I'm driving over this bridge, over the Susquehanna, or as Kendra and I call it, the Susquehanti, or the Susquehunita, or we give it a bunch of names, but I'm driving over the bridge, and I see the sun just popping up above over the horizon. And it's like this orange pink sky And um, as I'm driving over the bridge, I'm seeing this and I just think to myself, you know what? I might as well just enjoy a little bit of sunrise. I might as well in this moment experience this sunrise and then I'll worry about my job in five minutes. I'll worry about it when it happens. But for right now, this sunrise is happening in front of me. Let me ask you a question. If I'm spending my time holding on to the past and like freaking out, let's say like I'm driving that car and I'm just staring straight ahead and I'm just thinking about, man, like I can't believe it's all about to end, right? And I'm driving by and the sun rises and I miss it. Like I've just missed a nice, beautiful moment. Or I'm driving and I'm just freaking out about the future and all I can think about is what I'm going to be doing. Man, I need to do this tomorrow. Uh, The lessons I got to give today, blah, blah, blah. Like like thinking about everything that's going to be happening or is in the future or is far in the future so far that I can't even, I don't even know what it is. It's out of my control. What am I missing? I'm missing the sunrise. 
I'm missing the moment here and there. So I mentioned three points. And I think it's about time to talk about those three points and to talk about this podcast, the point of this podcast. And it is the moment and I guess in the end, it's the way. So uh, I read this book called The Power of Habit and in the book, this guy mentioned, I should give a shout out to his name. I'll put his name in the, I guess I could Google it, but I'll put his name in the the description. Uh, He talks about this part of our brain, it's called the basal ganglia. It's like this golf ball sized part. And what it does is it tries to set habits and it's like the habit portion of our brain where like it establishes habits and learning from this book, much of our life, much of our lives or life consist of habits that we don't really think about. Um, it's a really interesting read. I would recommend it, but what we're trying to do in habits and what we tend to do is there is a trigger. We have an action and then there's a reward. Um, but the basal ganglia is really trying to make things habitual so you don't have to really think about it. Like imagine walking, right? Like how much of, like how difficult would like would life be if you actually had to think about the actions of walking? It would be impossible. And why don't we have to do that? Because our brains figure that out and we just do it without thinking. Again, and to go a little bit deeper into that, why did that happen? Well, any human who is unable to have a brain capacity to figure that out would <laughs> every single morning wake up and go step by step by step. And you're so focused on walking that you're not noticing the lion running up behind you and that's it, you're dead. All right? So we and a lot of other animals do, but we have established a part of our brain that once you do things enough, right, like the muscle memory, you don't have to think about it anymore. You just do it, okay? And that is a good thing. It is nice that that happens because we don't have to worry about walking. But let's reflect on our day. Reflect on your own day. I'll reflect on mine. How much of what you do during the day requires zero thought because it is a habit. As in, I wake up, I do the same thing in the morning, the morning routine, I drive the same exact route to work. When I'm at work, I do the same stuff, I talk to the same people, have the same conversations, eat the same thing for lunch, drive back home the exact same way, listen to the same music, listen to the same radio station, I get home, I meet my wife, I take the dogs to the same spot with my wife, my wife and I have the same conversation, get home, maybe lesson plan, work out, whatever I gotta do, eat dinner, watch the same TV show, go to bed. That is a day, and that was entirely, I would like to point out, an entirely pessimistic way of pointing out the day. I don't have the same conversations with my wife, I don't have the same conversations with the same people, I don't eat the same thing, but we'll get into that. How much of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and even let's say Friday up until three o'clock or five o'clock whenever your day is over, how much of his habit where you don't really have to mentally be there You're just cruising through. It's like driving down the road, five minutes later, whoa. Oh, that's right, I was driving. How much of your life is that? How much of your life 
are you just cruising through on autopilot? Let's just say, again, negative Nancy, let's say five-sevenths. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday until five o'clock. So a little bit under, little bit under five-sevenths. Five-sevenths of your life is just on autopilot. And you're on autopilot and you're just trying to get to Friday at five o'clock because then it's the weekend, baby. And then you can have your life back. Five-sevenths of your life is on autopilot is habit where you don't need to think you don't actually have to be there and why are you surprised when all of a sudden you wake up and you're 60 years old you're like wait what did i do with my life yeah you went you went through life on autopilot you woke up you did the same thing friday comes end of work you get home you try to crush in as much as you can sunday scaries happen around three to four o'clock let's say and then monday you dread it and it happens all over again just a, a question to consider and we'll talk about the positive aspects in a little bit but how much of your life is a habit that you don't have to be present or that you are not present for. Point number two, time is relative. Let's add time is relative to the first part. Figure out what percentage of your life. Let's just go with the five-sevenths of your life is a habit and time is relative. So when we were younger, and I'm like, I'm just starting to experience this, which is, I find interesting at least um our life was set up in like set chapters right like zero to four don't even really remember that zero to five whatever um and then you're in elementary school and that's five years right so like from five to ten or eleven you're in elementary school and then you have a switch or a transition and you go to middle school and it's like a new building usually new teachers um right? Middle school is three years. I'm just going with my experience. Sometimes it might be different for you. And then middle school ends and you go to high school and that's four years of your life, right? Different building usually, right? Different experience. And then break that. And then if you are going to college, that's another four years. Once college is over, it's pretty much work until retirement or death. Again, that's a pessimistic way of looking at it, but life stops having these chapters or things, right? So you enter into, let's just say the monotony of life and you are doing the same thing and it's not broken up into chapters. You're not moving on to the next thing. Usually, I mean like our generation, my generation does that more so than the older generations, but you are in the habit. So you have the monotony of, five sevenths of your life is in the workforce you're doing the same thing and you don't have that four-year milestone to like break down it's literally like i'm gonna do this until i retire or die (laughs) hopefully i don't know maybe you'll get rich and retire young and every single year is getting shorter so you are in a habit so you're on autopilot. So you're experiencing time, let's say, but you're not really even experiencing it. So five sevenths of a year is just you being on autopilot. 
And then every single year is literally feeling shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. That's a very scary combination. Right? I say right as if just like I'm assuming you agree with me. Maybe it excites you, you sicko. But your life is made up of habits. So you're on autopilot. So you're not really experiencing time. You're not there. You're just doing it. And every single year is getting shorter. So again, no wonder. And this is like, no wonder 60 year olds or whoever say like, man, it just flies by. What I find so shocking is I bet that when they, that six year old was my age, let's say in his early 20s, I'm soon to be 27. So I'm not in my early 20s anymore, but they were probably told by older people, like, man, it flies by. Like, it literally happens to everybody. And we're hearing it. Like, if you're young and you're listening to this, you're hearing it. And if you're older and you're listening to this, let me know if I'm right. Or maybe I'm wrong. I'm hearing from older people, like, this is going to happen. I'm like, what am I, what am I doing with this information? It's like, oh, shoot, time's going to fly, man. Like, I'm... I'm going to, I know it's going to happen. Like, that's what's so weird and crazy. Like, I know one day I'm going to wake up and just like, dude, where did all the time go? Like, I'm on my second half. If I live a full life, like, it's crazy. It's a bizarre thing that, and hopefully, which we'll get into the positive aspect of it, It's a bizarre thing that time is relative. And if you don't do it right, which is why I brought up the points, you are going to just autopilot through life and time is literally going to get shorter. There's not not much you can do about that, except for what this podcast episode is about, be in the moment. So So let's go to the bridge scenario. Um, I found this poem by this guy named Bodhidharma. He was, I looked him up a while back. He was a, um, I believe, Hindu. Goodness gracious. Now that I teach world studies, I'm like much more aware of, I like shouldn't get Buddhism or I know the differences of religions. I like, I know the difference between Hinduism or Buddhism, but if like, oh, he was a Buddhist and he was a Hindu or vice versa. Now I feel bad about myself if I mess that up. But Regardless, Bodhidharma, a dude in the past. (laughs) Uh, This is the poem that he wrote. When mortals are alive, they worry about death. When they're full, they worry about hunger. Theirs is the great uncertainty, and great uncertainty is capitalized. But sages, it's a wise person, but sages don't consider the past, and they don't worry about the future, nor do they cling to the present and from moment to moment they follow the way sages don't consider the past and they don't worry about the future and nor do they cling to the present from moment to moment they follow the way bridge scenario i'm driving the sun is rising and I miss the sunrise because I'm worried about the past. Or I'm driving, the sun is rising, and I miss the sunrise because I'm worried about the future. Or even, 
I'm driving and I see the sunrise and I think to myself, gosh, I just like, I would just wish this wouldn't end. And I just spend my time thinking about how I don't want this moment to leave. What am I not doing? I'm not experiencing life properly. I'm not in the moment. When the sun rises, just look at the sunrise and be grateful. So let's go back to my day. I wake up and let's go back to my day and I'm going to say this, I'm going to go through my day and I want you to think about your day and being in the moment is living in gratitude, let's say. I wake up, I get out of bed, I walk downstairs, I'm with my dogs, okay? I, if I'm in the moment, I, let's say I'm just going to spend 30 seconds and just like hug my dogs. I like, I crawl around on all fours and like rub my body up against them. And like, I see, uh, I was watching Planet Earth and like, that's what dogs do in the morning. They just like rub on each other. And it's kind of like hugging and like stretch. I do that with my dogs in the morning. And like, I am to the best of my abilities, just in the moment, just like talking to my dogs and being with them. Right? Like, and that's a special moment. Why? Because I know I'm not going down my dogs forever. I know someday my dogs are going to be gone. I will most likely get other dogs, but Jack and Cricket, like I, I get a morning with Jack and Cricket. My wife is still asleep. I love my wife dearly, but I get a moment with Jack and Cricket. It's like five in the morning. And I get to be with them. That's not going to last forever. So I experience it with gratitude. Go downstairs, make coffee, smell the coffee. That is a beautiful cup of coffee. I love it. I'm going to have a sip of coffee right now. Do a morning routine. Stretch. Sometimes I do push-ups. Right? My morning routine even while doing push-ups, man, I know for sure, like ideally I'm going to do this, do them as long as I can, but I don't really see many 90 year olds just like crushing a bunch of push-ups. So I'll be thankful for that. Hop in the car, driving to work. That's like the same drive every single day. What am I doing with that drive? Okay. Like if I'm going to be in the moment, cause the sun isn't even up yet. Usually I'm going to listen to music. I'm going to listen to music that I want to listen to that improves the quality of my life and that makes me happy. Let's say that. I'm not just listening to nonsense. Or I'm going to listen to a podcast where I'm going to learn something or I'm going to laugh, right? Like I'm going to the best of my abilities, enjoy the moment. I make the same drive. Let's I work 180 school days at least. I make this drive, what then, 360 times? there and back. That's 45 minutes there, 45 minutes back for me. And I apologize. I'm ranting. I'm giving way too much details about myself, but I'm saying this. So like, hopefully you can then reflect on your own life. That's 45 minutes there, 45 minutes back. So that's what an hour 30 every single day. I'm in the car times five. I don't really care enough to think about that, but now I'm going to think it's seven and a half hours, seven and a half hours a week that I'm driving, that I have to do it. What am I going to do? Am I just going to like 
not be there like dread the i like it is what it is it's seven and a half hours now like that's that time's gonna add up so what am i doing with that seven and a half hours a week might as well enjoy it might as well just be in it get to work i get to experience a day just with chilling with teenagers while some dread that i love it and sometimes they're annoying sometimes i'm annoying but I get I have a wonderful job. I love my coworkers. And I should be thankful for that. Right? Like every single day the students walk in, like think about to the butterfly effect. All the things that had to lead up to them coming into my classroom and what I get a semester with them. Might as well enjoy it. Might as well enjoy the Monday. And the Tuesday and the Wednesday. Right, enjoy each moment. I might as well enjoy Monday for being a Monday, not just oh, can't wait for Friday. Like I get and I get it. Wednesday comes around, you're like, oh, we're almost there. But like, what do you do with it? If I if I do that, and I do do that sometimes, like I waste. I it's a day to be alive. I think about it like this, and this is what I tell my students. I envision myself on my deathbed. And I think back, like I'm on my deathbed and I think back, man, it would just be so cool to just like, remember, I remember when I was teaching at Big Spring High School, like it would be so cool to wake up and just be 26 again, just like one day. Like what I would give to just like, man, just like I'm healthy, I'm young, I have a job, I love my wife, I got my dogs. Like to just experience that one more time. Because I know that day is going to come where I'm going to be on my deathbed. And it's like, man, what I wouldn't give to just like have one more day of just blank. Like I think about high school. I am far happier now than I was in high school. And I was very, I was happy in high school. Like high school is a good experience. But what I wouldn't give, like it would just be so cool, man, to just like go to bed and then wake up one day and I'm back in my room with my parents and like I wake up and I got that 1998 Toyota Avalon and I drive that to school and I park in the parking lot and I just see my boys, my high school friends and like we meet up before class and like just one more day if I could do it, like if I could just experience it, that would be awesome. I don't want to like, I don't want to live back in high school, like, but just to experience it again. Ideally, the moment I'm living in right now, like I'm going to look back at it fondly. If I, if I allow myself to, if I make it worth looking back over, um, I have a quote up on the wall in my classroom and I think it summarizes this fairly well, but it's someday you will miss today and you know it and you know that time is linear, time is fleeting. Every single day you wake up, you're one day closer to the end. And if you believe in an afterlife, maybe you're looking forward to it, but life on earth can be pretty good. And I say that from a, I've lived a privileged life so far and I acknowledge that and some people life is very hard and I get it 
but someday you will miss today. Like someday I'm going to wake up. Like I had this moment today. I was hugging my dog, Jack, and just like, someday he's going to be gone. Like Jack and Cricket, they're going to be gone. So that is a reality. Time is linear. I'm experiencing time. Time is fleeting. And I know that someday I'm going to lose Jack and Cricket. So every single moment I have with Jack and Cricket, my dogs, I get like, I'm a dog person. So it's fun. <laughs> this is a side thing. But like when I'm with people who are parents and like have children, I almost just feel foolish for like how much I, I like my dogs. And I hear that like I will experience a whole new level of love for my human children if I'm blessed to have them. But I, I love my dogs, man. How much of life are we just looking forward to the next moment, right? We're either worried about the future or looking forward to the future. And like go to like the minute things in the day. Like once I start driving, how much of it's like, oh, I just got to get to work. That's 45 minutes of my life that's gone that I experienced, but like I didn't really. I just kind of breezed through it. All right, I just got to get to lunch. Just breeze through the class. Man, can't wait for three o'clock to hit and I can go home. Just got to get home. When I get home, what? I'm like clinging onto the present, trying to make the most of every single moment. And, and let's go to the pessimistic thing that I said before, having the same conversations. I get home with my wife. Like how much do I love my dogs? I love my wife exponentially more. And like, I get like what she's 27 I'm 26 I'm almost 26 yes she is older than me she's a cougar as I like to call her but I come home and I tell her about my day and like it could be the exact same conversation man just over and over like yeah work was good yeah you know just taught this how was work for you oh it was good eat the same thing but like think about it like this I could she could be just ripped away from my life at any moment. And when, if I was living in a life all of a sudden without her, what I wouldn't give, like if I'm 45 and I, I have lost her and I'm a widower, what I wouldn't give to just go back to be 26 to come home and like both of us are healthy. So I'm not 45. I haven't lost her. I am 26. What am I doing with the moment? One must be in the moment. And to reflect back on the things that the other two episodes from this three-part series that takes us to the way. From moment to moment, they follow the way. Wise people follow the way from moment to moment. Let's think back. You got the butterfly effect. So if you're thinking about the moment, According to the butterfly effect, which if you haven't listened to the other podcasts, I guess you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have, you can do whatever you want, but I would recommend you stop, go listen to the other two, then come back. Um, if I'm being in the moment, at this very moment, think of all the things that has led up to this. That's the butterfly effect, right? This moment is entirely dependent on the past leading up to this moment. 
That's part of the way, and I'll get into what the way is in a moment. Uh-huh. But don't worry about that yet. I, so the, the moment you're in, it is hundreds of thousands, millions of years in the making to that very moment right there. That's the butterfly effect. Now, let's say you're with people. You're going to add, we're going to do a little bit of addition for social studies. Add the butterfly effect to Sonder. Let's say I'm in a room of people. All of these people, I believe, exist. They are real people. They are experiencing life with me, and I'm experiencing life with them. And maybe there's something deeper, like an extended consciousness amongst all of us. And think about all the people in the room. Every single person that is in that room, which is experiencing life as vividly as I am, the butterfly effect also applies to them. All of the things that had to happen for all of those people to be in the same room with me. That's a very special thing, in my opinion. So let's say, like, Kendra's going to get home from a haircut in a little bit. We're going to go chill with two friends who are actually moving away, which is kind of like a sad thing, but that's life. The butterfly effect... It is all led up to these people being in our lives and like we are sharing a room with these two people and let's just pretend like that's it. That's all we have. Because like why worry about tomorrow? Because tomorrow, if it's going to come, it's going to come. I'm going to be in a living room with two friends and my wife for as long as that's going to be happening. I should enjoy the people I'm with. That's Sonder. And I should appreciate what it took, like how in-depth this moment is. That's the butterfly effect. And I should just be in the moment. I shouldn't be thinking about what I have to do tomorrow. I shouldn't be thinking about, man, like I wish I was doing blank, whatever else. Like I'm not. I'm here. I'm in the moment. I'm hoping that I'm not talking about myself too much. I'm hoping... Ideally, that like you're applying this to yourself as well. Every single moment that you're experiencing, if it's with people, it is what it is. It is what you are experiencing, and it's what Bodhidharma referred to as the way. So the way, it comes from uh, this ancient Taoist philosophy. But think about it like this. Anything that is, is the way. So that's like a really just, I guess, I don't know about a hippy dippy way of referring to it, but like if it exists, it was plausible to have existed and it ended up coming into existence. Therefore, it is what it is. It is the way. It is reality. As in butterfly effects all these events had to happen exactly the way they happened in order for blank to happen let's say like right prior to Gavrilo Princip assassinating Franz Ferdinand that didn't have to happen and there are I mean like you if you go on a like multiverse theory there are an infinite amount of possibilities in which that scenario, that like specific story, the greatest story in all the world, could have played out. 
And if one thing changes, perhaps it all changes and maybe I'm not sitting here today, but it didn't. That is the way that it is what it is. It has happened. And if it has happened, that means it could have happened and it did happen. And you could say it's meant to be, or you could say that's just random fate. Well, I guess if it's, ra- I don't know about random fate. It's randomness, it's fate, it's meant to be. Again, it is what it is. Like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm in the body that I'm in. I'm in the house that I'm in. I'm married to the person that I'm married to. It goes back to like how much of it is not in my control. It's just the way. Like I could look back at my life and like I could pick out points like specific milestones that like oh yeah if that had changed like I wouldn't be here right now or I would be doing something differently or I I might not have met Kendra or whatever else but it happened the way that it happened and here I am right at this very moment and from moment to moment you follow the way and like the way goes way deeper than just like determinism like the way is it's gravity for instance it's the sun it's reality. The way is reality. And it is things that are far out of my control. We talked. I talked about that in The Butterfly Effect. From moment to moment, one must follow the way and understand the way. And I think, and that goes into another little series I have about the process. Wisdom is understanding the way and finding your place within it. The way is birds flying or the ocean. Why do birds fly? Because that's what birds do, man. <laughs> like, it's <clears throat> when it comes down to it, it's incredibly simple. I mean, like, there, I understand there's an entire process of like the evolution of uh, the birds coming to be, but in the end it's just the way now like you could say the way is god personally this might trigger you i believe that i think the way is a representation of god's brain like i believe i agree with the process of birds flying and why birds fly but like the laws of um Natural selection, it's just part of the way. It is what it is. Birds fly, like whatever is, like the, <laughs> I'm ranting. Whatever exists, it exists because it's able to exist. It's part of the way. If it doesn't exist, either it was not able to exist or it just didn't happen. Like, again, the driver could have made the correct turn and that was a plausible reality but it did not happen it is the way it's just the way things happened and then you're born into a world and we talked about like the inertia of time from moment to moment you follow the way understand reality understand reality for what it is it's the way there's 
I'm just going to keep saying the way. It is, it is what it is. The sun rises in the east, it sets in the west. Some birds migrate south. Humans lie to each other. Humans experience happiness and love. Humans make music. Humans see color. I am saying some of the most basic stuff. But like, I I mean, really, like when it all comes down to it, that's just what it is. I, like part of the way is human sleep. I mean, I believe most, if not every animal sleeps, but you can fact check me on that one. Why? I don't know. (laughs) It is what it is. I didn't decide it, but I was born and I sleep. So I wake up. Just part of the way. I have woken up. Okay. Now what? For moment to moment, I will follow the way. I have somehow found myself teaching high school. I'm going to do that until things change. I'm going to just live in the moment. And every single moment I have, I'm going to embrace it with gratitude. When I'm driving to work and I see the sunrise, it is the way. I see birds flying in a specific direction. Hey man, I didn't put those birds there. The butterfly effects put those birds there. In the end, it's the way. Call it God. Call it randomness. It could mean nothing to you. But how do you how do you enjoy life or make the most of life? Because again, and I want to bring this back to the moment and the relativity of time, and then I will wrap it up. If it is true that time is relative then that means, in theory, that means that two people can experience, let's say, 80 years specifically. They are born, they experience 80 years, they die. Two people experience the same amount of time, but they experience it differently. As in one person, the 80 years could have felt like 40, whatever that means. Again, time's relative, so who knows, man. The other person, it could have felt like 96. How do you make it feel like 96? Because again, in the end, that's kind of all you have. All you have is time. You wake up and you just be in the moment. So when I'm driving to work and it's a Monday and the sun has risen, I think to myself, someday I'm going to miss today. And I'm going to treat that sunrise like it's my last sunrise. And hopefully... Fingers crossed, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to see the same, I'm going to see the sunrise again and I'm going to experience it with gratitude. I'm going to say like, think to myself, this could be my last sunrise. And then, again, this goes with the curiosity part, which goes, connects to the process. So I'm writing, I'm going to be writing a book on this and it's applying learning to being a lifelong learner and making the most of life. But when I'm driving and I see birds flying in a direction, I acknowledge it. I'm like, okay, nice, birds. 
they're there. It is what it is. It is the way. And then I ask myself, like, why are those birds flying in that direction? It's better than just seeing birds. I think to myself, birds, and just keep driving. When I see birds flying and I ask myself, like, oh, like I, what direction are they flying? What kind of birds are they? And why are they flying in that direction? What am I doing? I'm ideally slowing things down because I'm being in the moment and I'm observing my surroundings and thinking about it and I'm experiencing it. Now that like might, I don't know if it'll speed up time because I'm like enjoying time more. But I think really what it's doing is I'm preventing myself from being on autopilot to the best of my abilities. You know what I'm saying? I could just drive and not think and just like go off into la la land and just arrive to work. Or while I'm driving, I could observe my surroundings and be in the moment and observe the way as it unfolds in front of me. And in the end, that's all I have because Monday is going to come and go. Spring is going to come and go. The 2020s are going to come and go. And I'm going to wake up one day and ask myself, where did all the time go? And it's probably still going to happen. But I need to prolong my experience with time. So, have an interesting conversation with my wife when I get home. Go to a place when her, when she and I take the dogs out. Go to a different place. Don't just go to the same place every day. Just go to a different place. Experiment and cook something new. And then t- while you're eating it, talk about the flavors. Talk about the culture that it came from. Look it up on a map. Learn about that culture. What do they believe? Just, and it's, it's, and I say literally, just literally make life more interesting for yourself. That will put you in the moment. When I'm teaching, teach an interesting lesson. Puts me in the moment. Actually enjoy the students that I'm dealing with. Form a relationship with them. Not just the bell's going to ring. Okay, I got 80 minutes with these kids and they need to get out of here because I got to eat my lunch. No, I have 80 minutes. I have 25 minds, young minds, and I'm going to enjoy it. So again, think about your life, yourself. Think about the way. What is the way? Where And where do you fit into it? And how much of your life is on autopilot? Are you spending time in your life seeking out beauty and things that will make you enjoy it and slow down time? Or are you just on autopilot? You're just waiting for the next thing. I'm waiting for grad school to be done. Man, I can't wait for it to be over, right? Graduate, like what's the next step? Like, all right, I got to get to that. And I'm wasting all the time in between. I can't. 
I don't consider the past. I mean, like I do. It's, it's not. I don't know if it's fun. It kind of hurts to be nostalgic. It's good. Like being nostalgic reminds you the time is fleeting, and that's good. And like that's a good reminder. So like I'm not saying like never think about the past. Don't just like be like in the moment all the time. Like that's kind of unhealthy. Because <laughs> every person you see, like, who are you? Right? But, like. There's time. There are. There is a time to think about the past and like where where are you coming from and what have you experienced and what have you learned from that. And you should for sure when it, like the poem says, don't worry about the future. Like I disagree a little bit. Like you should plan ahead. You should have goals. You should be driven. I have goals. I got some ideas. I got things that I want to happen in the future. Let's say if that's happening on Friday. I set that in my brain and then like, all right, let's get back to Monday. Friday will come, man. That thing's going to come. And especially if you have goals, like I have things I want in the far future, you're much better breaking it down, like even day by day. Like, all right, what do I need to do to get to that? And then clinging to the present. Part of the way is it ends at least your experience, your conscious experience, you will end. And that is just, it is what it is, man. You can cling to the present and it's easy to do that. But to the best of your abilities, when you're experiencing something, like even if you have a brief moment, if you're clinging to the present, I think that you should try to make that turn into gratitude of having the present and then just get back into it and experience it. Don't spend your time thinking about how much you don't want this moment to end because you're not being in the moment. And from moment to moment, follow the way. Monday, Tuesday, May or June, it's all a label. You wake up, you're alive. And someday you're going to miss today. Someday you're going to be on your deathbed and you'll just think to yourself, man, if I could just have one more day of being young. If I could just have one more day with Jack and Cricket. If I could see my buddy Hackman and just chill with him in his basement. If I could, if I could just eat one more hamburger. So experience every sunrise like it's your last this is like the YOLO aspect. Experience it knowing that it could be your last and just, it is the sunrise. It's not another sunrise. It's not a sunrise. It's the sunrise and it's the way. Peace.